Hey, we should learn to say it in German. Hey, uh -huh. welcome, folks. Welcome to das Interconnectedness and of all things. Alles dingen. Alles dingen. <laughs> yeah, we be here for the next hour. Yeah, I, ich bin Erik. I got some pretzels. Oh, yeah, and the mustard. Have you got some of that I've mustard? I've got some sweet mustard. Straight Schultz from Hamburg. Schultz, the mustard. <laughs> ich bin ein Hamburger. Habe so ein Hamburger? Excuse me. Did you know that the... Excuse me. Did you know that the... Hamburger is one of the only uh, foods that has survived like World War II isms. Huh? Huh? I, I was know. reading in my bathroom reader. Uh, <laughs> the fundamental knowledge of fountain. Bathroom readers. Yeah, the the, uh, the Germans came up with the hamburger, obviously, and there was like what? lots no, of. No, they didn't. No, they did. Bullshit. Yes, they did. No, they did not. They came up with this no. idea of chopped steak. And it was an American guy who came up with a Kaiser roll to throw around that. And that guy, I don't think it's a Kaiser roll, that's German. There was an intermingling of Americanism and German that came up with the hamburger. Type it in. What? It was like at a... I read it in my It was at a state fair in... In Germany. Like, no, no, it was like 1904 or something. It was a kid. And they, had, they always served meatballs. But it was a sailor that had discovered this idea in... I don't know. History of Hamburg's Hamburg steak, meat choppers, and cheeseburgers. All right. <clears throat> Genghis Khan. Crown the hamburgers. All right, so I'm completely wrong. It was yeah. Genghis Khan in 1209 who came up with the idea of the oh, hamburger. Oh, we need to buy hamburger. <laughs> I want the hamburger. I want the ikiban. and make hamburger. This hamburger, the ikiban. Oh, dude, this hamburger is the Ikiban, man. Check this shit out. <laughs> oh, yo, yo. It's the shiznit, Ikiban. It's the Ikiban. <laughs> All right, so. Ikiban, ban. What is it? What does it say? I can't. There's a lot of words here. 1928. Uh, 1238, Anyways. when Genghis Khan's okay. grandson, Kublai Khan, <laughs> invaded Moscow, there was something called steak tartare. Uh, oh, that's raw steak. Sure. Raw steak. Over many that. years, Russian chefs adapted and developed this dish, referring it to a chopped onions and rye, blah, blah, blah. And it keeps going. But on 15th, a burger. 18th, and 19th century. Okay, on a burger. On a... Oh, I don't know. Some Delmonico's restaurant in New York in 1826 was hamburger when the steak. hamburger was first printed on an American menu for 10 cents. Yeah. Okay. I, Anyways. The, the, the history that I have is... Uh, it was at a state fair back in like 1904 or something and then they, they were serving these meatballs and they didn't know what they was like hard to eat these meatballs on a stick you know and you're walking around so the kid just rolled it around some toast or something and it was like oh there's a it's not quite what I had read what I had read is that some sailors were over in Germany and they come up with this ground up burger I have this meat would you like to stick and they were serving mouth? it on like rye or some like real I have thin would you like bread? to stick that meat between my buns <laughs> and then chew on it a little bit this is wonderful but the problem was was that the grease from the burger would soak through this bread Ooh, and so an American yeah. baker had come up with the idea of the bun Blah, 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 blah. Let's bread, move on. Bread burger. Move on from that subject. Okay, so welcome to the Fundamental Interconnectedness of All Things. This is uh, episode 473 minus no 461. Um, I'm I, Jeremy. Uh, I'm Eric. Uh, we just got done recording our vlog. If you haven't seen it, go check it out at YouTube. Ikiban. It was on Kieran Ikiban. Oh, sh oh. Ixnay on the Ikiban A. Yo.
It's a, a, a nice Japanese beer. It's a premium, <laughs> the Supreme Special Premium Reserve. Supreme Special yes. Premium Reserve. Check it out. And some of the things we were talking about on the vlog, which will be cut because the we can only do 10 minutes on YouTube and record it 23 minutes, uh, is what do we do with this vlog? How do we rate our beers? How do, How do we, we rate our beers? Yeah. What do we want to talk about? Do we really want to talk about hops aroma? Do we yeah, really want yeah, to talk yeah. about... What, Michael Jackson? <clears throat> Excuse me, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Because when I think about beer, if I'm if I'm a guy, I mean, what's our target audience? Is our target audience? That's a good question. A when you were talking about that, right, right, okay. Or is so our target you know audience like some college dudes? Like, hey, dude, check these guys out. They're funny. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. We're okay. Funny. If we're know. going for that, then we should we should really ham it up the whole time. Oh, but we're not. We're trying we need to be funny. We're, see, we're kind of right in the middle. That's the problem. I don't want to be a connoisseur. I don't want to be. I don't want to do a whole bunch of So what of do you research. want to do? Do you want to be the comedy guys? Well, then we should just laugh it up the whole I time. I just want to crack open beer and be like, hey, this beer sucks, or all oh, this beer is really good. You should check this out. And that's what I want to do. Well, then we don't need 10 minutes, and we don't need to, I mean, well, that's pretty much what we're doing, I guess. But yeah, 10 minutes is a long time. Mm -hmm. We did 23 minutes. minutes is today. a very long time. A minute? One, two, three. I'm thinking of the Yellow Submarine. Oh, oh, okay. Is that, is that from the movie? I've never seen the movie. You're kidding! I've never seen the movie. Oh my god, dude. That is seriously one of my favorite movies. It's a really good movie. So anyways, we got some refinement to do on that show. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, we'll, ha we'll hammer that out. What, what are those called? Um, categories? Oh. Categories, yep. Beer, beer rating categories. Oh, Michael Jackson. I thought you meant the pop star, not the no, uh, no. not the beer guy. Sample it blindfold. Numerous For those of you that don't know, there's a famous uh, beer beer guy. His name is Michael Jackson. He's got he's got hella big. He looks like chops. that guy from uh, yeah. Or is this him? I have no idea. I just sucked a lemon there. Okay, so dull color, color, silver. Oh, this is just okay. Well, there's got to be. But like, there's gonna be all sorts of like. I don't know, flavor, Tasting color, notes. aroma, head, clarity. Styles, breweries, regions. Oh, see, regions. See, I, I'm thinking, if you think about wines, like what I what I mentioned before was like, you know, whatever region, like a, a real good, a sommelier or a, whatever those wine guys are called, um, they can tell you, okay, this is a, a Zinfandel from Northern California because that's. Are where we going to be group. those kind of guys, though? No, no, I don't want to be those kind of guys. I don't but either. we we need we, we could we could we could sprinkle that in, and that's what keeps it interesting. That's what that's what introduces people to the idea that there that's out there. Ah, uh, but you that know? kind of like makes us kind of elite. Because you know what? I it, don't it, comedy be elite. Can, can like physical comedy is funny, but it can only go so far. It's got to, all right. Books. I'm thinking books. Okay. You read what kind of books do you read? Uh, Science fiction, fiction, lately, stuff that's stuff that's fun. Lately, graphic novels. Okay, but it's it's usually something. It's like a story that has uh, like people and relationships, but it has this element of, of craziness, wackiness, which is fun. And then it also has usually interdispersed within it scientific fact. Yeah. It's like oh, like especially Research. if you read, read like uh, Elmore Leonard, if you read really like like spy novels. Or, or, sure. Or, a lot of those books that oh, are all they, way and, out and there. And if you read what the, what the author was of, doing when they were writing, research. they do tons of research, right. tons of it. And we've talked about this before about doing backstories <laughs> and whatnot. So, tight. so you know, that's kind of what we should do. We should do a lot of this backstory research. That's a lot so that, of work. Not necessarily because it's kind of interesting. Gazuntai. <laughs> Excuse me. That's is good. Yeah, How I mean, not a beer there. I guess I would like to be able to just crack open beers and talk about them, and, and maybe if we get the time to start doing research on 
Ooh, this is this is a fine Wilmet hops. I can tell it was grown in the fall. Let's see. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, and this is a that kind of gets into like NPR type sweaty, like sweaty salty balls. The next piece of music we're gonna hear is from the guy who plays the pan flute. <laughs> you can hear the. Do you hear the beautiful intonations in his <laughs> breath? <laughs> well, that was an Aztec. Uh, now there are two ways to interpret movement that. Over Some the might string. call that flatulence, and other might call that bird chirping in the spring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I tend to think of bird chirping in the spring. I need another beer. How I don't want to be. Another beer. Oh, I, let me do it. Let me do it. No, no, I'm just. I was just. Oh, you're excited about the beer. Still on the end. All right. So thing. what? What are we uh, connecting today? What? What oh, the hell are we connecting today? Fuck, man! I've been racking my brain all week. Last week was, fuck, I don't even know what we talked about Football. last week. That's always a good topic. Last to week to. we threw up. Why don't we talk about the economy oh, and where, what, what we're doing with this, this Chinese you know import what? thing. What about the Olympics? Should we talk about the Olympics a little bit? You know, bit? before we get into How do you feel about the, the whole uh, torch thing? I haven't really been following, but before we get into that. Okay. Let's start with something fun. Fun. All right. Here's something that I was kind of Here's something thinking. fun. Here's the fun theme song. It's fun. It's fun. We're talking about something fun. Get ready, folks, for some fun in your ears. You have automobile insurance. Ow! What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, it's fun. A little fun <laughs> oh. in your ear. Ooh. Ooh, can, now, I have, oh, can I have some of that? I had to get I had to get used to it. <laughs> that is pretty fun. <laughs> it stung at first. Ow. Now it's fun. That's you big, have that's big fun. <laughs> you have automobile insurance. I do. You have uh, house, insurance. house insurance. I do. You have health, I have health insurance. insurance. I do. Here's what I'm thinking. All of those are monies that you pay as a precaution uh, if some sort of disaster happens to you, your house, or your car, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if there was criminal insurance? Oh, I'm sure there is. Now hear me out. Criminal, so, yeah, sure. So, no, But let me let me tell you my definition okay, of what criminal insurance might be. Go, go. You have You're a guy. You do good things in your life. But maybe you slip up. Oh, you. <laughs> Maybe you find yourself at a 7-Eleven. With a gun. <laughs> or a, gun or a hand. hand in the pocket of your hoodie. <laughs> you know. And you, and you don't have any money, and you really need that energy drink. You need bus drink. fare. <laughs> yeah. You need an energy drink and bus fare. So <laughs> and a cigar. So you decide to hold up the 7-Eleven, right? It's a, a momentary lapse in judgment, right? Overall, you're you're an accountant, right? You you do good things. You, you take care of your family and... Blah, blah, blah. Where are you going? <laughs> You've made this momentary lapse of judgment. Well, this momentary lapse of judgment could cost you five to ten years in prison because of your crime. So my thought is... Dude, my finger really looks like a gun when I put it through my hoodie pocket. <laughs> you buy criminal insurance. And so when you do have oh. that momentary lapse, you have a deductible, like 30 days in jail plus $1,000. So if you're sentenced to two years in prison... Well, you have to serve your 30 days. And if you're uh, fined like $20,000, you have to pay $1,000 out of your pocket. And then your insurance covers the rest. No. Okay? And, and, but just like car insurance or homeowner's insurance, your premiums go up. So if you do make this mistake, your premiums start off at, you know, like, I don't know, $50, $60 a month or something like that. You make this mistake, well, now your rates are at $900 a month. That, that is a Criminal completely insurance. new <clears throat> territory. But, yeah, I, 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 I mean, when you first brought it up and started explaining it, I didn't really get uh, it, it's it, that's a totally new thing because 
insurance, like you I'm said, pretty sure it doesn't exist. But. Insurance, like you said, is American well, there's, family there's marijuana or, tax. There's like drug stamps. Did uh, you know that? No. Okay. Here's here's oh here it is. If you if uh, if you traffic in illegal substances, yes, and you do a million dollars worth of transactions a year or whatever, the government says if you buy tax stamps and pay taxes on those transactions, uh, when if you ever get busted, you will have a reduced sentence and you won't have to pay all that back taxes and you will. We'll, we'll let you off the hook a little bit. Okay. Well, how does that help me if I hold up the 7-Eleven? Not that I'm planning on holding I'm up the 7-Eleven. I'm saying that that, that, those, uh, that that tax you just proposed is a, is a completely new... Not a tax. It's an insurance. It's, okay. It's, it's an that, insurance that, that policy. That insurance is a completely new genre of insurance because insurances are, okay, in the eventuality that... that uh, okay, see, all right, maybe, maybe I don't even um, think about this the right way because when I think of insurance, I think, okay, car insurance. Well... When I think about paying my car insurance, the reason I pay my car insurance is because if somebody else hits me. Sure. I don't think of if I hit somebody. Sure. I think if but I pay my house insurance, I think of if there is a, a lightning storm and it you know, cracks a tree limb and breaks my house, or if somebody breaks into my house, and if I pay my health insurance, it's because you know I, I get sick or something. It's not something that I did as a, yes. as a conscious decision. However... If you decide, for whatever reason, to drive your car through your house and bang your head on your windshield using all three of those insurances, your insurance covers all three of those things. It does? Minus deductibles. You'd have to prove that you didn't mean to do it. If you consciously made that decision, I'm pretty sure your insurance would that's where That's a morality things. question, then. That is, well, but, that's why there's so many goddamn lawyers in this That's where country. this criminal insurance comes into play. So then it would, it would, you would have to prove... Your 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 non-criminal intent, if you did something like that. But if you had the criminal insurance, it would cover that and say, "Oh, well, this is his one freebie, so go ahead and." Well, then people could start their own fires and burn their house down. That would take care of the housing problem. Think about it. There's... That would take care of the mortgage crisis right now. There's a lot, and then of... it would create new jobs because new houses man. would be built. Oh, new houses! Uh, shit, man, you're think, crazy. Think about the potential that is created. I mean, I can't believe that Geico or all these other insurance companies haven't glommed onto this idea already and started offering it. It's like when you Criminal first said insurance. it, I, I thought, okay, yeah. If, if, like if, if you get robbed or yeah. held up? No, yep. no, no, no. It's not for you. It's for you just you, you, you have a momentary slip of DUI. No, you get a that's, DUI. That's, you get pulled over, and instead of serving you know, 30 days in jail or whatever, you serve 10 because your deductible was 10 days for a DUI or something like that. And if your uh, fine was like five thousand no, dollars, you pay five. No, I can't see that ever happening. Honestly, really? It, no, Mm-mm. because then people would. Because then it it would give people free license to break the law. Basically, right, man. That, because you know what? That, then the rich people that can ins- <clears throat> in, uh, afford better insurance would say, Ooh. "Oh, fuck it! I can do whatever I want." I'm gonna get manslaughter I'm... insurance. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this punk ass bitch because he pissed in my icky bun. Yeah, but your deductible for manslaughter would have to be like five years in jail and maybe like uh, okay, time. twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Time. Go ahead and open me a beer with you. Oh, I'm sorry. Time. Yeah. So that's... instead of life in prison, you get five years in prison. So I mean, there's something still to dissuade you, but that I guess I wasn't really that. intending on using this insurance to murder somebody. Just like. I'm crazy now, and I drove my car into the 7-Eleven, got out, and yes. I mean, what, do you think she would uh, buy that? I don't know. That's kind of what got me on 
thought process criminal of insurance. criminal insurance. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know what? It's it's a good. You know what? Actually, it's a good. It's a good short story. You know, it's what? a good novel. I mean, it's a good. Oh. It's a good subplot in a novel. It's a good um, movie. It's, it could be. It could be. It could be an entire movie. Seriously. Look at the movie Dogma. Yeah. Oh, that could have been a novel. That could have been like a pamphlet. You yeah. could have like boiled that down to, or, or like uh, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. For Christ's sakes, that could be a paragraph <laughs> in 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 a in, uh, in a Kurt Vonnegut novel, you know? Yeah. Or one chapter maybe. But it stretched out because there's oh cool graphics, yeah. and movement and, and fighting and blah blah blah. Scenery. Well, this sure. this criminal insurance idea, if if you and you know what actually this this reminds me of something. Uh, I, I don't know this for a fact, but it just lit, lit up a couple of light bulbs in my head. Ding, ding. If you think about the, the, the system that we live in and the laws that are in place and, and the kind of the moral structure that we, we live within and the, and, the, and the way that the corporations kind of have their little fingers and everything and they control everything. And they, um, maybe the, the fact that, uh, you know, 150 years ago, people were kind of individual except for their their own little townships or whatever and then they lived within those townships and they you know that's where the information was transferred but when this mass media thing kind of came out and these movies started coming out where all of a sudden one movie was made you know within a 50 mile radius of itself or even a 20 within one lot on a hollywood uh, uh what are those big things called the hollywood movies? lot back lot a studio. back lot of a studio stage um, Downstage. This one idea and movie was put forth to the entire population. Maybe not the entire population, but like 70% of the population of... And radio. Look at radio. Look at what happened with uh, Orson Welles and the War of the Worlds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, he just started babbling about this bullshit, and all of a sudden everybody bought onto it. He wrote a script, but yeah. Well, okay, but it, it became reality. Now, what I'm talking about is if you actually go back and look at some of the some of the historical movies and whatnot, some of the ideas that they came up with are ridiculous and ludicrous, but... I think a lot of them have, have simmered themselves to the point where they, they put kind of a nugget of an idea into the, into the general population's mind, and most of them forgot it because that's the way people live. They just kind of, there's so much information that flies through. But a few of them said, oh, this is a good idea, and they became powerful people in the world, and they started implementing these, these ideas because they stuck with them all their lives. Like a kid that watched a movie you know, 50 years ago that had a, a moral plot sure. is now a politician, you know, a senator from Kansas or whatever that says, hey, you know what? We should do this. And all of a sudden, that idea is resurfaced, even though it kind of got lost in the shuffle of all the media that's been, or all the movies and whatever. But it, it came back up into, into popular thought and it became a law. And mm-hmm. so now we're all living under those laws and we think, oh, this is a fresh novel idea. But really, it came out 50 years ago, and it was kind of forgot about because, you know, nobody uh, nobody glommed onto it then, and the and the and the, and the uh, structure of power wasn't the same. Um, so this criminal uh, this criminal insurance criminal thing insurance. could actually work, and it's probably an idea that's been brought up before. And it just was like, you know what? Our moral structure in this country is 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 just too great. Really, and I think... Do you think crime would go up if there was such a thing as criminal insurance if a bunch of people had criminal insurance? Well, this this um, opens up another another thought process for me is um, the fact that uh, the United States incarcerates like four times more individuals than China, even though China's population is four times greater than the United States. Okay. And this is true for the rest of the world as well. The United States per capita has... It's like one in eight... Adult males are incarcerated. 
That's a lot. That's a fucking huge number. And it might be that might be uh, minority males, but it's it's a huge, huge number. We in this country are very strict with our law system, and we throw everybody in jail for any little thing. You might not think it because you read the paper and they're like, "Oh, Huber Law. This guy's got Huber Law. Huber Law. Huber Law." But the fact is, our prisons are overflowing. Yes. And what do you hear about? Oh, they're trying to get money for another prison. Oh, they gotta build another prison, another supermax. Blah 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 blah. So, uh, our moral structure is is such that that we're 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 uh, fascists about it. We're we're like we 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 need to throw people in jail. They've been bad. We have to we have to teach them a lesson. In 2005, one out of every 136 U.S. residents was incarcerated either in prison or jail. Not okay. quite as bad as one out of every eight, unless it's one out of every eight minority. What what is what's the uh, blue markings there that that go up and up and up? We're looking at Wikipedia, folks. It says federal prison since 1950. So. Uh, this is a graphic Whoa. of how okay, many Okay, so look at prisons. that. What the hell is that? Look at it's that. It's an explosion. I'm going to open it's up. It's like, if you, if, you, if you imagine you made a rash like that, oh, a little so bit here and there, all of a sudden. In oh. 1950, there were, I'm guessing, about 10 federal prisons. 1970, looks like there's about 20. 1990, looks like there's about 50. And in 2005, there looks like there's like 100, 125 federal prisons. Federal prisons are weird. I used to work for the uh, state correctional system here. Uh, where we live, and uh, you know, there's the state system and then there's the federal system. So that's like, I don't even know what you have to do to get into the federal prison system. Uh. Oh, you know what it was? Since I worked at the Wisconsin, um, since I worked at the state correctional facility, <laughs> just bag that up a little bit. <laughs> um, when I worked at the state correctional facility, a wise if, criminal. If I were to have been incarcerated, I would not have been able to. If been you worked at being incarcerated, when I worked at the state correctional institute, institute, when I worked for state corrections, facilities, if I were to have been arrested and sent to prison, okay. I would not have been able to go to our prison because that would be a quote-unquote conflict of interest. Basically, they're saying you worked in the state correctional facilities. You know all the ins and outs. You may know some inmates. You may so know some ins and outs. There may be some things that you can do to get out, or there may be some people in prison who would see you and recognize you and kill you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put you in federal prison. I don't know what else. I mean, I guess maybe gangsters go to federal prison too. Still? Is that, is that the Fuck, case? I don't know. Are there gangsters left? Anyways, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean. Man, I didn't mean. Their 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 numbers are growing like crazy. <clears throat> God, I can't even think. Is it, is it the uh, Ichiban? I don't know. Maybe Ichiban hitting your brain. But there was a. Uh, I had a conversation yesterday or today about uh, about different uh, different gangs, but they were different gangs, not like. What am I? Sorry, <laughs> you're squeezing my mic. Um, I, I, uh, I I'm still thinking about this criminal insurance thing, and I, I really think that it's 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 too much of a of a moral sticky web. Really, you think that there's even, enough morality in this country to say criminal insurance? That's disgusting. Well, okay, all right. L let me let me ask you this. Sure. Um, the the people that commit a lot of crimes, okay, uh -huh. are are it, I bet you if you went and hold them, they probably don't even have car insurance. They probably don't even have house insurance. They probably don't even have health insurance. Well, those guys Do you really think that they terms. would go ahead and, and buy criminal insurance? This, But see, that's that's where this program is. This is the beauty of the program. It's for you and me. It's the people that don't commit crimes. It's for the people that 
have in the past have done good things their entire entire lives. They've been decent, up, up, uplifting, decent citizens, <laughs> uh, and have had that momentary lapse of judge, judgment. And so have you had those? No, because I've never been in prison. Well, then what? What? What's? I when guess, I, I used know. to work for the prison system, I was like a man. And you saw people in there that could no, have benefited no, from never... this criminal insurance thing? No, those people are all fucked. <clears throat> you know what it sounds like is, is it's another way to make money. Well, exactly. And that's why I'm wondering why it hasn't happened yet. Ah. Uh, let's see. I'm throwing the nugget out there. But, I mean, when I worked for the prison system, we don't I need more money. No toured more. some of these prison uh, systems. I'm like, this is not a place that you want to go to. What? You don't want to go to prison. I don't know. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. You get to read books. You do get to read books, and you do get three Warm. square meals. Yeah, or whatever shape. Rect- you got to wash rectangular. your own laundry, though. You do? You have to wash your own laundry, yeah. And you have to pay for your own clothes. No, you don't. Yes, you do. Those orange jumpsuits? You don't pay for the orange jumpsuits. Those black but and white stripes. when you get into minimum and medium security prison, you can start wearing some normal clothes in the in the, in the prisons. you got to pay for it. you those. get your own golf cart? You do not the... get your own golf cart. Really? You, you have know, to share with Let the... me tell you the story, though. I was in uh, a prison. How is it? Because I used to work there. Did you drop used to work soap? there. Uh, you drop soap on the Are you going to talk like this for the rest of the episode? Because oh, it's mildly annoying. Icky bond. <laughs> is the icky bond hitting you? I got the icky bond up in the head. <laughs> Here's the story. Do you want to pause it? I, no, go ahead. Story. Story time. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, folks. Uh, uh, tune up, clean out your ears. All that wax is not going to be any good because Jeremy is going to tell a story and we are going to be wrapped. In the state prison system, you're not allowed to have cigarettes. I know you've seen movies where the inmates are trading cigarettes. Oh, yeah. That probably happens, but it's illegal. There's no cigarettes allowed in the prison system. So I used to smoke regularly, a lot more regularly than I do now. And... I was at this prison system uh, doing some computer work, and I excused myself. You can't smoke anywhere on the prison campus, so I had to go all the way out to the highway, smoke my cigarette out on the highway. Oh, my and God. Then Twice, three times a day? Just once, just once. It was after lunch. I was like, oh, <sighs> fuck, I need a cigarette. But you smoked about five of them. No, I, yeah, I think it was about two. It's about two. It's two. It's like two and a half. Probably three. I don't know. So then I came back, and I needed a ride. One more. Turn around. I needed to get from the main office to the barracks, and the barracks are where... The inmates sleep. You usually have one security officer there watching this barracks of inmates. Sleeping inmates. But uh. the barracks were half a mile away from the main office. So you had to drive. Take a golf cart. I didn't want to walk through the prison system because, I mean, it's basically like uncontrolled prisoners walking around. And they're probably not going to do anything. I mean, there's cameras everywhere and there's security guards and whatever. But I just didn't feel comfortable. So I'm like, well, let me get a ride. So the main office called and they got me a car and the van comes driving around. I get in the van. That's why you pay your taxes, folks. I get in the van. It's an inmate driving the so van. So your IT guys can go out and have a cigarette. <laughs> so, to finish my story. All right, so, go. Um, I don't even know if it's going to be funny anymore. It's got so much of a build-up now. But basically, what, what, what happened was I reeked of cigarettes, getting into this van with this inmate who's driving me to the barracks, which is a half mile away. And the whole time, he's sitting in the driver's seat, I'm sitting in the passenger seat, I'm like, this guy is going to drive me behind another set of barracks and just, like, beat the living shit out of me to take my cigarettes and trade, or trade me, for fuck's sake, for more cigarettes or something like that. Because I was just, like, reeking of cigarettes. That's kind of my my only real scary <laughs> tale of prison, because never served time, but 
used to work within the prison system. Did that never happen though? Did it? What? No, no, no. He he never got traded for. No, I <laughs> he did die. I was not like a good a, time a pawn in his poker game or anything like that. Got time off. No, he. But you know what happened? He dropped me off at for a the, good time off. He dropped me off at the barracks. I walk into the barracks, <clears throat> and I'm looking for the guards. I got to work on the guards' computer. It's like 20 guys, 20 prisoners, 20 big, huge guys. Now, it's a minimum security prison, so it's these are guys that are like either on their way out or have life sentences, but instead of serving it in maximum security, they're serving their, their life sentence in minimum security, which is uh, a cakewalk, basically, if you got to serve time in prison. Folks, if you got to serve time in prison, serve it in minimum security. <clears throat> so I walk in. And I'm just like this little white guy. Hi, I gotta fix the computer. And I find. Oh, a is this the race issue again? Yeah. What was the percentage? Oh my gosh, like seventy percent, seventy percent were minorities. So <clears throat> the guard leads me into the office. He sits me down. I'm working on his computer, and he's like, "Okay, well, I gotta go check on something." Two of these. And then these prisoners come in, like, "Hey!" I don't remember the guard's name. Hey, Smith. Uh, I gotta talk to you about the best. Oh man, it's computer dude, man. What you up to? And I'm just like, is a guard out there? And uh, you know, they like, I'm gonna wait here for him. And I'm like, okay. so there's a couple of inmates waiting in the security guard's office while I'm like working on the computer, trying to get his email. Nothing happened. The guard came in and dealt with those guys. But yeah, ah, prison. Who wants to go to prison? I don't want to go to prison. You work there. You get your paycheck there. It paid the bills, but I certainly wouldn't want to serve time. And that's where I'm going to bring this right back to criminal insurance. You make that one little mistake and your insurance bails you out. It's your get-out-of-jail-free card. Okay, now let me ask you. Let's move on. Could you imagine any of those big, burly men who are like, Hey, that's a computer man. Can you imagine them paying criminal insurance? No, none of those guys would. It'd be Again, it's for you and me. It's for you and me. The guys are... If it was offered, would you would you uh, pay it? Would you for a year just just to because then you would be like totally tempted to like do something. I don't know. I just think of like all of the things that are. And Ill- what would you do? There's a question. I just think of like what all- would be your infraction. You know what my infraction would be? It'd be like uploading uh, something to the internet that I wasn't supposed to upload. That would be I would I would be I would be sent to prison for copyright infringement. Oh, and you'd never do that, huh? You never upload anything that's not supposed to be uploaded. Who knows? The copyright laws are written so... How about downloading? That too. You never know. <laughs> There's a lot of laws set up for copyright protection. And these uh, the corporations that run the, that hold these copyrights basically have an in with all these service providers saying, hey, pretty soon if you say a word. If we think that your person, the guy that's using your service, is doing something illegal... We're going to tell you to pull it. And you're going to pull it. <clears throat> and if he does it too many times, we're going to sue him. Or we're going to send him to prison. If there's money to be made, hell yeah. I mean, think about all these college kids that get sent to, not sent to jail, but get sued for millions of dollars for downloading songs from, you know, a couple of years ago, Napster, and nowadays from these peer-to-peer services. Obviously, these people probably know better. But, I mean, what good does it do? Well, there, was a, there was a story about, like, a 12-year-old who was using Grandma's uh, computer to download songs. <clears throat> and Grandma got sued. She got the bejesus suit out of her. I think they settled out, and I think she was let go, and the whole thing was thrown out. But, I mean, just right. imagine that thing happening to your life. Like, 
because somebody used your computer to download make an example of this you. Britney Spears song. I'm going to sue you for $6 million make an in example damages. of him. Yep. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to take me to court? I have 25 lawyers sitting back here waiting for you to take you to court. Why don't you just settle up and pay me? Pay you what? Not what do you want from me? I, I have... You better start selling your house. You got some pension plan. You got a 401k. Start, better, better start cashing those in. I'll take it all. Scary. Well, see, I think that's where the uh, the recording industry kind of backed off on that whole thing because the artists started saying, "Hey, you know what? This is bullshit. We don't want to put up with this. We don't. We don't even want to record on this label if they're going to do this kind of bullshit." <laughs> I'm looking something up here. Hello? Hi. Is this thing on? I'm just like, maybe we shouldn't have, maybe we shouldn't have snacks because I'm just like sitting here. Mowing. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Hi. I'm cute. Oh my God. Revealing secrets. Tanya well, Anderson, the single mother who filed a construction countersuit against the RIA after the organization mistakenly sued her for sharing music online, attempted to hold it responsible for all sorts of heavy infractions. Well, that's actually a good thing. <clears throat> I guess people are fighting back. This is a story from uh, March of uh, March 6, 2008. Well, it's not people, but it, it reminds me. I mean, today, okay, you know what today is? Today is May Day. Today is May Day. You know what May Day is? First of May. Type it in. Okay. It's Solidarity. It's, the it's about labor unions. Look at uh, 100 years ago, they would stick kids in the mines. <clears throat> and they'd have people working 12, 14-hour days for zero pay. Well, uh, the people started uh, saying, you're right. In many countries, May Day is synonymous with International Workers' Day, or Labor Day, which celebrates the social and economic achievements of the labor movement. Yep. Wow. Okay. So, hey, everybody. Celebrate your working. Hell yeah. And uh, no, contact celebrate. your... Celebrate the fact that you only have to work 40 hours a week, eight hours a day, because that. What do you think about was, you? Was, what, what do you, this is. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. What do you think about unions? I think unions were uh, <clears throat> instrumental in creating the work environment that we have today. Mm -hmm. They were a fantastic invention. Mm -hmm. The people got some power over the. The, the uh, bourgeois bourgeoisie uh -huh. bourgeoisie or bourgeoisie but then they got then they got too big they got corrupt. And I think I think unions well I think they're still doing good work though because with great power comes great responsibility just just as our lives um are kind of up and down you know you're riding high in March and you're shot down in May uh huh uh it's, it's the same kind of thing, where labor unions won great battles against the industrialists. Uh-huh, the meat packers. But then some corruption got, you know, steeped in. Give me Hoffa. And the labor unions kind of had a sullied name. But there still is definitely a need for them, because if they're not there, they're the, the, the capitalists... Well, okay, let's look at... Uh, Let's look at Detroit. Let's look at um, um, <clears throat> manufacturing in the last 40 years, 30, 40 years, okay? What's happened to it? It's all disappeared. This country has hardly any... Ma in Janesville, last Born week... Going overseas. Right. Or to Mexico. 750 jobs were just cut, you know, from the, from the car plant. 
And then look at Detroit. Look what happened in Flint, Michigan. You know, 100,000 jobs. Yep. Send them over to Japan. Send them over to China because there's a billion people over there mm-hmm. that are willing to work for peanuts, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Planners. Kettle roasted. And uh, we, we can't, and they have no insurance and blah, blah, blah. It's just ridiculous. And actually, now I just read an article about in China, there's actually a shortage of workers. And so they're starting to use kids again. Uh-huh. I mean, it's ridiculous. They have a, they have 1.2 billion people, and they can't keep up with the demand that America is consuming. And we only have 300 billion, 300 million people. What are what are we doing? What are our what are we doing? Our, no, what are our former manufacturers doing? All these people that used they're to have sitting these around jobs, in offices shuffling papers. They're middlemen now. They're no. salesmen. Yeah, they're middlemen. They're unemployed. Look at the move. Look at the show, The Office. Yeah. What the fuck do they do all day? They the sit around. Man. Yeah, they sell paper for fuck's sake. They sell paper from the warehouse to the right consumer. Now, do they do those? They each never of touch those the people paper. probably make fifty grand, if not more, a year, and there's probably a dozen of them. And that's just one tiny little paper company. Okay. You think about Citibank. What the fuck is a Citibank? There's probably. 20,000 people working, 50,000 people working for Citibank, moving numbers around and charging fees so that you can have your money. Now, you know what? It doesn't take that kind of people. It does not take that kind of people to do that. No. It's bullshit. It's because there's not enough work for those people to do otherwise. So they create these jobs and they create stupid little bullshit tasks for them to, to, oh, well, I want you to uh, organize this data by, by alphabetical you know, and you have to type it all in. Whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. They sit around in offices. Well, all right, now I'm getting cynical, but you <laughs> asked me. I'm just wondering. What do you think? What do you think they do? What do the people in your office do? Do you think they're very productive? Do you think they're worth all the money that we pay them? That, I, that, that our taxes get taken out from the jobs we do to, pay, to feed our own families? Do you think we need all those people in place? No. Okay. <laughs> Short answer, no. The problem, I work for the state, and there's a lot of people there that are there, have been there for many years, and because of the union and because of the rights that they've accrued or achieved through the union, you can't get rid of these people, and these people now have a sense of entitlement. Uh, They feel that since I've been here for 25 years, I can do as little as possible, get paid, get paid more than you, and And tell you to do my work, and And if you screw it up. Well, I'll be the first one to tell I'm gonna you get that, on your ass. Like, that guy, the new guy, he is the one to screw this work up. I've worked here for 25 years. So there's a problem. <clears throat> um, but I run into this problem all, all the time. It's like, especially for computer work. Computer work moves so fast. Um, just think about computer technology itself. Processors and operating systems and all that stuff. It just keeps 18 changing. months? You know, like in 1995... What's that, what's that guy's name? Oh, Murphy's um, Law or... Um, Somebody's law. Every 18 months. We talked about him. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ohm's law. No. 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 But my point is, is, this technology changes so fast that as soon as you implement something, it's already obsolete. Think about 1995. Microsoft released Windows 95, and it was like a revolutionary new operating system. More. Moore's law. So three years later, Windows 98 came back, came came around. They're like, oh, you don't need that 95 stuff. This is 98. This is better. Well, now you go through all the iterations. You got ME, you got 2000, you got XP, and now you got Vista, blah, blah, blah. And that's, oh, wonderful Vista. It's only been, it's been 13 years, and you've had 
I don't know, six or seven different iterations of this operating system, making the old one completely obsolete, useless, and, and, and not, not needed. You don't need that anymore. This, you can't do your work with that one. So you got to buy this new so you $400 buy suite. you got to buy the new one. And the same thing happens kind of like with state technology. We say, all right, you know, we need the database to track all this. Keep the economy going. And so, all right, we implement this database. And great. It works. It's awesome. And a lot of times, actually, it doesn't work. It's not awesome. Millions of dollars are lost. But even, let's just say that it does work. Oh, yeah, they, cut down, they shut down a bunch of new, new, new plans. New projects, sure. Yeah. Millions of dollars. But anyways, so you implement this thing. In five years from now, whatever we implement today, we're going to say, you know what, man? The thing we implemented five years ago is so big, Bullshit. and it takes so long to run, and it takes so many people to use, and da 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 da. We need to make a more a smaller application, and we need to hire some more people that's going to figure this out. And so, but all these people that were hired to implement the old one and they really know how to run they're the still old there. one, they're like, "Well, we got to keep paying." You know what? Okay, what does this fundamentally interconnect to? Criminal what insurance. Is, what is the culture of America? And what have I harped on about? What is the culture of America? Consumerism? Cars. What? Automobiles. Look at the 1950s. What happened in the 1950s? Right around the 1950s, <clears throat> the internal combustion engine was absolutely optimized. They uh -huh. had uh, Ferdinand Porsche. Yeah, but how many, turbo how many horses did it have inside of it? Like they, 60? I need no. like 210 Bullshit. Now. What are you talking about? They had... The big, the big 1950, 60 cars. They were the biggest fucking 400, 454s. They had the power monsters. Hemis. The point is, look at the fins. Oh, we gotta come up with the fins. The new 57 Chevy has the big fins. Oh, but now the 58 Chevy has the little headlights. Oh, and it's got the taillights that have the little spiral inside of it. And next year we're gonna have a an automatic cigarette lighter that you just push in and you can light your cigarettes while you're driving. Next year, we're gonna come up with one that has a, a, a ashtray built right into the side panel here. Next year, oh, we have a brake pad that's cushier so you don't have to push as hard. Oh, this year our steering wheel has been reduced by one half of an inch so it's easier to turn and oh, now we're gonna have bucket seats. Every fucking year, they come up with a little bit of a change, and they have to change the entire production. That's the same thing. Now, the culture of America has changed from from automobiles to computers. And you know what? It's not just the culture of America anymore. We spread that to the rest of the world because mm -hmm. we've, we're becoming um, the, the, the global community. Automobiles have taken over the, the, the whole world. I mean, now look at, look at China's pumping out their own cars. It, all the different countries are pumping up. It's the same with the computers. America started the, the computer revolution. Now every country on earth is computers, computers, computers. And they're all... Look at these emails you get from Nigeria all of a sudden, yeah. then, right? Oh, I man, mean, I'm waiting for my million dollars. Well, who are these guys? It's the king of Nigeria. He just needs do, a little Do you think money? you could figure out how to, how to yoink somebody's email, write emails like that, and, like, bulk mail them out like that? Could you figure that out? Yeah. Really? I think so. Wait, right. Why? What's the point? Well, these guys are pretty smart. Well, yeah. What's the point? You're talking about fins on cars, and you went to bulk emails from Nigeria. My point is, is that we have to keep the economy going, right? Right. And so, to do that, we have to obsolete the old technologies year after year. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I am totally against that. It's horrible. It's awful. It's, it reminds me of the of the family farms that used to run, where you know there, there was a bunch of people living on a farm and they grew their own food, and now 
you have these huge corporate farms where they can't even eat the food they grow, and all that food goes to feed cows. They get slot, they get chock full of antibiotics, and then chopped up into hamburger. Hey, there's hamburger again, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bring it back to the beginning. It, it, it's there's 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 too many people that are are making their living. Um, I can't even put this together. You know what I think the main fault is, and I want to riff off your point here a little bit. I kind of agree with you. You say it's cars. I think it's a stock market. And it gets back to an episode that okay. we, we did a yep. while back about when is it enough. Well, it's never enough. And the reason it's never enough is we have to increase our profits. We have to slimline our workforce. And we have to keep doing that. We have to keep doing that every year so that we can show our shareholders that, hey, we made a profit. Not only did we make a profit, but we made more of a profit than we made last year. It's not good enough to make $10 million every year. Year one, you got to make $10 million. Five years later, you got to make $15 million. It just has to keep going up. It has to keep up with inflation and it has to keep building. Because if you have a stock and if your stock is holding steady and it always makes 5%, okay? Nah, that's not even a good example. The profit is always 5%. Your stock is never going to change. You're never going to go up or you're never going to go down. Unless that company makes a large profit, then your stock is going to go up. So if you're a shareholder, you're going to say, I don't want to invest in a new company that's just maintaining status quo. I want to go to this new company that's continuing to push the um, envelope, making you more money. That's where I think the problem is. Google, Google any any uh, um, chart and you'll see the chart. I mean, the trend is obviously, as you know, always up. Even the um, what the, the Great Depression is just a little just a little speed bump on the road up. If you look at the chart, we're looking at MG&E. Yeah, they pay dividends. Right. Which is right. Nice. Oh, and it is. It has been going up since 1998. But mm-hmm. gotta look at it. Uh, always since 2004. It's it's more between 30 and 35. So for the last, well, it's only been three years, four years, but that's that's what you want to look for. That's a company that just goes up and it goes down, and it goes up and it goes down, and it goes up and it goes down, and it pays you dividends. That is, this is socialism right here. Uh, this is socialism. Yes. That's a good safe stock to have in your portfolio, but you're not going to get rich off that stock. You can get rich off that stock. Mm. Fuck yeah, you can. No. All right, you look at the trend. You see that since 2004... This is MGD. Low point is 30, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when this stock here, when you go... If I'm a serious investor, I'm not investing in this stock. It doesn't have good profit. If you'd have bought this stock right here, and you'd have bought 1,000 shares... And then it, sold it. And then sold it when it hit 30, 35, you'd made $5 per share. Okay. So that's 5,000 bucks. Boom. And it looks like it goes through those cycles about every six months or so. But you have to keep your investors for the long term. That's great for, like, the day trader. That's why you pay your dividends. 36 cents every every three months. Take a look at a Microsoft stock or a Google stock. or Google? All right, let's see what happened with Google. Google just goes straight up. Uh, really? I thought it crashed. Look at that. Yeah, oh, crashed a little bit, a, but... There's a big fucking correction in that. 
Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but now look at the tenure. Look at what you lost. Look at the tenure. 700. Look at the tenure. Look at the tenure. <laughs> there is no tenure because it has no Well, okay, fine. Look at the one year. Well, Google is completely ridiculous. If you look at the beginning and the end, despite that little crash, you've made money. Your stock investors are happy. Okay, but that year, what are you going to You're going to sit on a stock for 10 years? I don't know. Maybe. No. If, if you sit on a stock for 10 years and you make, even if it's like 40% on that 10 years, you, there's, there's, there's ways you can make 10% in one year. So if you add that to 10 years, that's 100%. So why sit around on a 40%? Okay. What's the difference between Google stock and, not Google stock, but Google and MGN? Google is a company that continues to come out with technology products all the time. Documents, notes, email, finance, da-da-da-da-da. There's a hundred different Google tools out there. They keep pumping them out there, and they've got those advertisements all over the place. They're trying to build up their revenue. They're trying to make more money. What does MGN do? They provide power for parts of Madison. And that's all they can do. I mean, it's not like they can innovate electricity. Yeah, they can. Well, they, they don't. Yeah, they do. They, I, I just transferred over to the wind power, 100%. Yeah, how much does that cost you? That's about five or six bucks a month. Cost a little extra. Yeah, so what? They don't that's have pretty the big innovation. Of, but as far don't... as I'm concerned, that's more of an innovation because you know what? That's more of a sustainable thing in, in terms of the existence of the human race on this ball of dirt we're spinning on in Earth in space. Then, yes, but from then a, a new oh, there's a new Google application where I can put uh, there's a there's a there's a, uh, a word processing program at Google. What the fuck do I need a word processing program? But from program a financial at money a making perspective, it's not as as high. What what? From a financial money making perspective, it's not that high. People don't go into their investments thinking, wow, let's think about the earth. <laughs> People go into their investments going, how can I maximize my return? How can I buy low and sell really high? Well, you know, ultimately, I think you're absolutely right. And and there the, are some the, nuances the metaphors to that of, the, of the automobile and the computer that I use to say that that's the culture of America. It is ultimately capitalism making money, which the backbone of that is the stock market. The stock market. All right, so we agree. <clears throat> absolutely. Next topic. <clears throat> Caller, you're on the air. Uh. Hello? Uh, I'm going to a Ted Nugent concert and I'm bringing um, about two bottles of Captain Morgan rum and I'm bringing uh, a quarter ounce of marijuana. Wow, we devoured those peanuts. Those kettle. Those were good. They're super crunchy, folks. Yeah, we should do. We should. This portion should sponsored by Kettle Roasted Planters Peanuts. Classic salt flavor. I'm not that hungry. We should make them. You got pizza from making such a. I'm actually pretty full. Wow. You didn't have dinner? I, yeah, yeah. I had a steak and a big salad and a big ear of corn. Really Not only did we have pizza, we had low carb pizza. Fantastic. But I could just keep eating when I, you know, I, just, I like eating. I haven't cooked for a long time. I cooked tonight. It was kind of nice. I just grilled the steak. Why do you eat? Do you eat because you like the flavor or are you self medicating? Me? Are you depressed and you just eat? No, I was I, I it was dinner time. No, you just said you love eating. I love eating too. I don't um, I almost wish it's like an oral fixation. This is gonna sound a little crazy, but I mean, you know. Oh, we could all stand to lose a couple pounds. Oh boy, 
right? Hi. Uh, this, I think this chair is loose. <laughs> but uh, I just lost about eighteen thousandths of an ounce. I've always thought like if food tasted like just one flavor, poop. not like poop. Then you oh, like soy and green. I guess. Or wouldn't beets. We, you must eat beets. And then you will be strong. You can make a big rocket to fly all the way to moon and beat those McDonald's rockets. Wouldn't we be uh, thinner? Probably. If, if I mean, if we didn't have all these good things. Yeah. Just think of all of the awesome food that exists. Yeah. Well, I, I try to experiment. Fucking barbecued ribs. Yeah. I like a big salad. I, 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 I'm obsessed with good salads, like a big salad. You know, I, I really like a big salad. Like with cucumbers and mushrooms and a little little bit of cheese and some sunflower seeds. And, oh, I, I fucking tomatoes, uh, radishes, carrot, you know, sh- slave, slave, slivered, slivered, shaved, shaved, slavered, slave, schneeberger. Yeah. Uh, carrots, uh, you know, just all the all the little accoutrements that you can put on a salad. All the little vegetables. Wow. Salad bar. Yeah, big old salad bar. And then with a little bit of cottage cheese, a little bit of, little bit of French dressing. Mix that shit all up. You know, that's the bomb for me right there. You know, that is that I could just eat a huge plate of salad. But it, it's it, it, how do you eat salad? It's like there's so much pesticides on it. It's like you gotta buy these organic salads. It's really expensive. Then once you get it home, you gotta start chopping it up. And you gotta wash it. And you gotta dry it. Because if you have wet salad, it's really limp and gross. And then you got this wet salad, and then it's like, oh, you gotta put it on a plate. And then you gotta chop all that. It's a lot of work. You this know what? Is you why buy I... a chunk of steak from the from the grocery store. You salt and pepper it. Put a little olive oil on it. You throw it on the grill. Bang, and you're you know what? done. I can buy a rotisserie chicken, chicken. from the grill. Five from, yeah, excuse bucks. Me, a rotisserie chicken from the gas station for five dollars. And it's never bad. It's a fucking beast. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's why we're in the state that we're at with our weight in yeah. this country. Is that there? you can go to McDonald's and you can buy yourself a double cheeseburger, extra large fry, and a giant soda for five bucks. And what's five dollars in this day and age? The dollar menu or whatever. Oh, some double cheeseburgers for a buck each. That's the problem, you know? It's sick. So why do you like to eat? Because it's, it tastes good. Yeah, it's, I love, it's medicating. I love food. It is. Yeah. yeah it's, I guess it's comforting. People say like, "Oh, we ate some comfort food." And I looked up what comfort food. And it's all this weird shit. I'm like, dude, all food to me is comfort food. Well, Big plate of what about ribs. lime jello with with uh, <laughs> with pears? Isn't that comfort food? No. What did you? I mean, wasn't there something that that like Steve made or your mom made that was like, oh yeah, like you'd like, be like yeah, you know what it was? You made that. You, you made know that. What it was? Cool. It was Lipton stroganoff with cooked ground turkey mixed into it. Nice. Oh, nice. Like an Alfredo saucy thing. Just a Lipton stroganoff. It came in like a little paper package. Uh, my mom would fry up the turkey. The ground Genio ground turkey and mix that into the to the, the gen, or and the, you'd always be like oh yeah oh it's like a stroganoff night thank God and there's like some cream cheese or some, once a uh, week sour cream you throw in there oh god once, like a once a week oh yeah wow that see, was, I only got that's the one that was the meal oh see I had a lot of different co- my mom was no, see I think we grew remember. up very differently actually you and I I mean because my mom would uh, fire up this crazy sh- she'd no. make like she'd get like like a pound or two pounds of like chicken livers 
and she'd fry those up and then fry up some mushrooms and then grill like like toast toast and then put the chicken livers and mushrooms fried chicken livers and mushrooms on toast now that was a fucking bomb meal right there that sounds uh, awful it's you know what it does but it was it's comfort food see every or like like soups like real hearty Clam minestrone chowder. soup you know with just a bunch of vegetables and yeah yeah all right i think that about does it for this week Oh man, I'm so, I'm sorry, folks. I apologize. I gotta go to pizza. I apologize for this week. It's it's has it been good? Was it good? Any final thoughts? Um, go out and have a, a beer. Yes, have a beer. Yeah, make a beer. M- making beer. Ooh. Hey, there's a there's next week's topic. Making make a beer. beer. Send us an email and tell us your thoughts on the beer that you made. Woohoo! And buy American. Woo-hoo.